Welcome everybody to the 40th episode of the No Marks Love Podcast. I am Michael Bryan. Alongside me from a reasonable distance away, about three and a half hours, is Evan Williamson. Evan, I am very tired. How are you? Doing good. This is the 40th episode of the No Marks Allowed podcast. Uh, what are we going to do for 50? I don't know. Maybe we'll actually do talk, have some topics that we've been meaning to discuss, you know, for since episode two. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, maybe 50 we can do the stuff we've been wanting to do. Maybe we'll have, I don't know, maybe we'll have guests back on for then. Who knows? That could be something fun, right? On today's show. The um, problems in pro wrestling this week. Uh, Titus O'Neil was given. Wait, was he given it or nominated for it? Um, what? I was uh, Titus O'Neil was he given the award or nominated for it? He was nominated for it. Okay, nominated. I for assume he didn't win because I haven't heard anything about it. Granted, I haven't heard anybody win anything in this. So. Uh, nominated for an award. We'll talk about that. Uh, we will review and talk about The Undertaker The Last Ride Part 4 and 5. Uh, Stardom is back. Uh, Mission Pro Wrestling. I've never heard of them before, but Evan has a note on them here. We'll see what he has to say about that. Um, uh, Sarah Logan, WWE Backstage, and more. And, oh yeah, by the way, we got some COVID-19 cases. I don't know if we have names yet. Have a couple. We have a couple names, but, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, and then uh, WWE stuff-wise, we have some stuff from Friday Night SmackDown, from Monday Night Raw, and then a damn good triple threat last night. We know who's fighting for both titles, and apparently next week there will be an intergender match on NXT. Is who? So that will be very interesting. Is it an in, it's an intergender match if it's a girl, a girl, and a guy, right? What's the match? Well, I want to spoil. Okay, so um, you know the Robert Stone Company. Uh um. Oh, is it going to be Rhea Ripley versus... It's Rhea Ripley against Stone and um, Aaliyah. I mean, I... Because on NXT last night, Stone was trying to get Regal to give Aaliyah another shot at Rhea Ripley. And because Stone begged her uh, earlier on the show again to join his brand or his company or stable or whatever. I don't think he's calling it a stable. Whatever the hell he's calling it. I can't remember what the last word is. Um, and then he's like, Regal's like, oh, well, it, Stone says we, on the call to Regal, give us another shot. We need another shot. And then Regal does the classic face face GM gives heel manager a wrestling match thing. Like, oh yeah, we's a great idea, Robert. You and Dalia. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not going to wrestle. Um, and then, uh, spoil some of NXT, but oh well. And then, uh, 
then Regal and Robert Stone start arguing because Stone says if he's do it, then Regal has to force Rhea Ripley into the Robert Stone brand company, whatever. Because that makes if, sense. <laughs> if they win, oh, that if does he make and Aaliyah sense. win, and what was it? Um, then the damn Rhea Ripley shows up. And she just walks up, pats him on the back, and goes, Oh, it's okay, William. See you next week. (laughs) And Robert Stone looks terrified. It was actually pretty amusing. Just the horrified look on his face when Rhea Ripley comes up from behind him and is like, Oh, yeah, I'm down with that. I guess you could consider that intergender match, but then again, he's like small enough where he's, you know, just like uh, Asuka and Becky Lynch versus uh, James Ellsworth type thing. But yeah, like, suffice to say, but like, that's. Isn't that technically intergender? I guess. It's a bad. Oh, excuse the yawn. It's a manager, so it's different? You know what I mean? Yeah. But, because, I mean, they've always done that. It's not like uh, Jericho and Chris Jun versus Trish. Oh, it's that, not like great, a... that great match between Trish Trash and Lita versus Christian and Chris Jericho. Oh, it's Christian and Chris Jericho. Yeah, okay. Um, it's not like that a... Was, was either at an Armageddon or a Backlash. I think it was at Armageddon. Well, they did those on Raw, too. That was a... Bischoff thing. Yeah. Yeah, so this isn't like a Bischoff intergender match. It's like a classic dirty heel manager intergender match thing. Which is fine. I mean, it was back. Uh, I apparently, eh, I'm getting. I'm getting two different things. I'm getting Backlash 2004 and Armageddon 2003. He did it for a bit. Oh, that's Chris Jericho versus Christian and Trish Trash. So that must have been Backlash 2004. That makes sense. So it was Armageddon. Eric Bischoff's Battle of the Sexes. Yeah. Eric Bischoff's Please Fire Me Now. Anyway, back on to the main topic, which is the random in the rumor. Although I'm sure you don't want to actually do the random in the rumor this week, Evan. Uh, not really. There's a lot, yeah. There's a lot, Ev- there, there's a lot, Evan. There's a lot rumor. Yeah. So I guess we'll we'll be we'll just go right into it. So it seems like over the past, you know, month or so that every time somebody's trending on Twitter, it's now like, you know, you almost have a heart attack because, oh no, what did he do? What did they do? Right. What stupid thing did they do? Or that may or may not have been that bad, but has been resulted in a backlash of things. Um, I don't remember who started this, but uh, the uh, speak out movement began. Um where a bunch of uh, female wrestlers and, and male wrestlers as well have uh, talked about some of the the uh, 
the dark side of pro wrestling, which we've heard a little bit about before. Um, you know, there was always that rumor that Moolah ran a, a sex ring in her school, that she used her, her female students as... Yeah. Um, so there's been a lot of... A lot of stories, a lot of, and you know, can look at a bunch of them. Um, I'd say about ninety-eight percent are like you know, like absolutely disgusting and horrible. Then you have like the very small percent, which is probably less than one percent, where you're like, that doesn't really sound like sexual harassment or whatever, but. It could be so okay, because um, that's a very. I mean, there's you know, there's the obvious ones, right. uh, and then there's like these ones that like kind of doing now, like the new rules type thing, mm-hmm. where it's just hard to like, like, I don't know, like Sammy While, Guevara going on a podcast and telling a awful joke. Well, that I I would I would agree with that one. That one was bad. Um. Uh, this is why uh, I will never make a first move, by the way, because I don't know. <laughs> and also have two forms of identification. <laughs> anyway, we're not going to go through and all of these are speculation, and I want to say something like um, that our news director told us a lot when we were in school. And I'm going to try to um, explain this right. Um, her her um, go-to phrase was trust no one. What that means in the new sense is like if somebody says something, you know, you check and double-check your sources. If somebody says they're going to have a story ready, you make sure you have a story ready just in case they end up not doing that. This is more of the lines of thinking that like, like it's very hard for me to explain this. When when it seems like we're always in absolutes where somebody nope. says something and either either we say, oh, I believe her 100% and completely destroy the other person or I don't believe her and probably destroy that person when really is you should believe them but don't destroy the accused before everything comes out. You know what I mean? We we can't go... I think I know where you're going with this. In news, what in broadcasting, what you're supposed to do is do your own research, get evidence. But when it comes to, like, for example, with, like, like things that would go under the Me Too movement right now in America or, like, with speaking out, if you accuse somebody of something, it's automatically true. There is no evidence needed. It is just cancel culture. Get this guy. This guy's a horrible person. Get him away from everything I've ever seen. Depending on who he is, also. Like, no chance. Right. No chance for him to explain himself, to either A, admit fault, or B, deny it. Like, just. He like he is awful, or in the case of one that I saw, she is awful. Just no in between, no innocent till proven guilty, 
if it has if an accusation has the word sexual assault or rape in front of it it is an automatic guilty and that ain't right because how does the american justice system supposedly work yeah i mean um uh, based on like what i've seen in like law and order and stuff uh the um uh a rape trial is probably one of the hardest trials. I mean, it's probably one of the hardest crimes to prove mm -hmm. to an extent. And it's also like super, it's like not good for anybody type thing. Like, so you either have the, the accused, the, 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 the defendant is the, the defendant is the one that did it. Right. Or supposedly did it. Yes. Okay. So the prosecutor, um, well, if she, if they're telling the truth, we'll have to relive the awful thing that happened. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, and they'll get grilled, you know, like, I would hate to be a lawyer because having to, having to, like, get somebody to say something or whatever mm -hmm. and just like certain things like say oh was this really this was it really this you know just grilling that would be awful and then yeah, like you have the other the other side where if the per the uh the uh, defendant didn't actually do it then you're just ruining their life as well so it's it's very hard one of the i do not so um we've heard a bunch of different you know uh wrestlers have come um, and also, it's also hard because, you know, we always think about, you know, like, movie stars and stuff say, like, oh, they used to, you know, sleep their way into the business type thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and apparently, I don't know if there's a difference of how they happened, but now that is considered, you know, right, because they were using their influence to get you know something um but i'm not sure if that's always the case well, i mean let's that's... be honest it's the women getting what they want instead of the men so that's viewed as more okay yeah but of course then there's also some men do it as well and there are definitely instances of things going of them doing it and that um yeah. like i said there's there's i mean it's very difficult like i don't even know all the ins and outs of it um so, point is to saying, like, believe that something bad happened to these women and, and men, but don't automatically crucify. There's no need for automatic prosecution in cancel culture. Like, yeah. Like, with. Again, I'll say this because I listen to him whenever he puts his stuff out with Cornette. Cornette got accused of doing things that were quite bizarre, and the wrestling world, like, and this is this is another media issue here, because wrestling sites ran with it, and it was some guy with not very many followers, it was just, I think an egg was the Twitter picture. I like think there's it was, been a couple. Like, it looked, it was a case where it's like, straight up looked like a burner. Um, but it had the guy's info to it, and the guy who accused Cornette of making people have sex with his wife for bookings in OVW is 37 and from Montana. 
So even if he, and Cornette explains, even if he was in Louisville to wrestle, like, he's like, first of all, I didn't do this, but if you don't believe me, and then he went through it, when this guy was supposedly in OVW, Cornette had no booking power. He was just the on-screen GM for Danny Davis and wasn't even there most of the time. Yeah, and again, we don't know. So it's it just, a... it's, it's really interesting, but, like, I wish that, I mean, he got. I think the some other people came out too, but you know, it's just hard to tell. Yeah, because he don't give a crap. He don't care. The people that are his fans will listen to him. The people that will hate him so much will hate him so much. He don't really care. But I wish everybody would get a podcast to either be grilled or explain themselves. Because, like. I'm not saying you should automatically not believe a woman if she says she's been assaulted. But you shouldn't automatically believe her either. Yeah, I mean, you can believe somebody. Like, if there's, there's a murder... A reason, there's, like, you know, like, it doesn't, like you don't have to think she's, like... It's, like, really hard to explain. You don't have to um, think she's a liar, but you can You don't have to seriously. think she's a liar. You, you, I mean, do, do, like, is there some stories, like, do I doubt something happened? No. Do, is there reasonable doubt that probably wasn't as bad as it seemed? Maybe. Um, but does that mean, make her less of a victim? Probably not. Um, because, you know, like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't matter, like, necessarily what happened, but how, like, the, you know the results, and we'll get, we'll get that in a couple of these. Um, uh, we took a, and, and like I said, this is just a very hard, you know, just like you know, for years, you know, they've been doing this stuff. It's like just people don't know how to act, and um, they just make stupid decisions. Um, and uh, and are either. Corrupt by using their power to get some, um, using uh, uh, taking advantage of somebody who's drunk, or if they're both drunk or whatever, um, and then you know just people just don't like. So I just don't think people know how things work, or not necessarily how things work. How thing? I yeah, it's very difficult. What I mean by that is, we take we took a test in school. Um, online to um, one of those sensitivity courses, right? Wait, are you talking about college? The don't touch me training? Yeah. The if you're a guy, don't touch a girl. If you're a girl, who cares? Um, the that yeah, one? It, wasn't, it wasn't a very good test. Let me put it that way. No, one it the, wasn't. One of the questions was, and it's a shame because this is a very important topic that people need to learn. Um, because it's so hard to know, like... You know, there's just so much. Um, anyway, so there was a question. I don't know the exact wording of it, but it's like basically, you see your, so you see a guy helping a drunk girl into into his vehicle or whatever. And I think you know, so like, think it's like, do you call the cops or something? And like, I answered like, no, because why am I assuming? That, I mean, he could be helping her out. I mean, I would probably go over there and ask the question, hey, are you okay, type thing, and stuff like that. But um, I'm not going to automatically assume the worst, even though I usually do 
assume the worst. Um. Well, no, yeah. it was like, is this a good thing or a bad thing? And it was like, yeah, like, there's a guy helping a drunk girl into his car. Like, it was a senior and a freshman or something like that. Like, there's a senior helping a drunk freshman into his car, and the, the freshman is a girl. Is this like a like a sexual situation or whatever, however the hell it was put? It wasn't, do you call the cops? It was like, is this a bad situation? Or like, is he a bad guy? And I answered, we don't know. <laughs> it was either no or I don't know. I th- I think it was open no. I think it's either yes or no. No, it was. But a, if there was, was a, a don't was know, a I would answer that. It was a prompt answer, so you could to write out your response. Oh, okay. Because I know one of us answered don't know somehow, or all of us did or something. Because I was. I probably this. answered I don't know because I don't. I, I mean, we can't assume that. Because we were laying in our rooms taking this together. Because I was pissed about this. Because it was like, well, we don't know. We don't know the situation. Like. It, he could just be helping her home, and they were like, nope, this is a bad situation. He's clearly going to take her back and take advantage of her. It's like, you don't know that. I mean, uh, the the statistics prove that, but still, even, even, I don't know, just like, people, like, they're, like, it's just a very topic, and, you know, like, like I said, there's the ones that are obvious, like, some of these stories that are absolutely disgusting, 100%, that is uncalled for, and then there's a couple stories where you're like, I don't know. I mean, it's it's still, like, I would never do it. But I don't necessarily, yeah, it's just, I don't know. But we'll get to a couple people. So, um, there's a bunch of, apparently it's terrible in, in the United Kingdom. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's like, a, it this took out like a quarter of the NXT UK's roster. Like the list that the list at one point for for like NXT UK guys or I shouldn't even say that UK wrestlers most of them on NXT UK was like ten only, or eleven long. I thought there was only like four in the middle of it. And the only person so far that has been released is Jack Gallagher. And you were asking me why this was, and I said, because he tried to, he tried to uh, contact the victim to apologize. Like, he was talking to somebody through somebody else, Mm -hmm. and they said, like, he said he doesn't remember doing that, but he apologized for it. And then, um, she, uh, uh, she told her friend, and the friend responded back, and responded back to him, saying she doesn't want to contact you. So I'm guessing that either WWE saw this, or that Gallagher was the better person and went to the uh, went to you know the higher ups and admitted it. Like he's the only one that has admitted doing it. And this is more more ups for AEW because. Sammy Guevara owned up to his stuff, and they suspended him indefinitely without pay, but at the same time, I mean, he still has a job, so at whenever he goes through his sensitivity training or whatever the hell they're going to have him do, maybe just sit home for a while while the heat dies down. Yeah, 
and we'll we'll get to him a little bit more in a second. Um, you know, like whatever the hell it is, he he'll get to keep his job. They won't ruin his life. He'll just get to admit he did something bad. Like also completely two different scenarios, but yeah, but but I mean, I don't know. I think WWE is just so quick to just get. I just think they're just so quick to get into cancel culture, especially if it's not somebody they're pushing. Like, Matt Riddle, they barely even seem to care. That's, uh, we'll get to that in a second also, because apparently they... That one's a little weird. Um, Riddle, they didn't care. Dream, they didn't care. They didn't even... The Dream thing was obviously fake to me, but... Apparently something um, else came out, too. From a few weeks... The one from a few weeks ago seemed pretty fake. Um... Anyway, Dream, they didn't care. Riddle, they didn't care. Gallagher, gone in 60 seconds. Like, the WWE is just, if you're not getting pushed, it's like the NFL. It's but just as hypocritical. I say it because, NFL. like, the other ones are still under investigation. This one, he admitted doing it, and based on their, on their guidelines, saying that if there's an accusation or whatever, they would suspend them while... Or, or whatever, while they were mm-hmm. going through this or whatever. And then if they're found guilty, then they would be terminated. And then they said if there's actual evidence towards it, then they would be let go immediately. I think Jack Gallagher probably admitted to it and then was said, okay, thank you for that, but you have to leave, type thing. And, um, like I said, hopefully, um, well, whatever punishment the law seems fit he will take care of well hopefully you know that both of them will get help and maybe jack gallagher will be able to um be a spokesperson to teach you know people why this is not okay type thing because it it seems like he's not the same person as he was but you know doesn't matter and hopefully you know forgiveness will find a way even though it's very difficult in these types of situations um but yeah he's the only one with the Matt Riddle situation, uh, there's some evidence against the story or whatever. Because apparently she's been, they've been having problems with this girl for two years or whatever. Like, uh-huh. And like he's, like, and I think uh, Meltzer said that they've known about this since he was signed or whatever. So that one's a little different. Um, and um, of course, if something ends up coming out they'll they'll do that um uh i i don't know um the joey ryan situation apparently a lot of people have come out against him and like i said we don't like you know most of this stuff is under investigation but i think we yeah, can all I agree mean, on a, a guy a guy who his finishing move is a guy grabs him by the crotch. Yes. And one of the uh, one of the factors of rape or sexual harassment or sexual assault is being forced to do something you're not comfortable with. And you mean to tell me that every single wrestler that has ever taken that move was comfortable with that? So I think that one was a given. So Yeah, it's like I mean it's like you're like, oh well oh turns out Joey Ryan's a scumbag. His finishing move was guys grabbing him by the wiener. And him grabbing girls by their boobs and stuff. 
Mate, you couldn't figure out this before? That there was something all wrong there? Like, I'm not, I'm not saying you couldn't figure out before he did anything, because, of course, he didn't actually assault the... Well, I would say he did, but that's, like, my opinion thing. Like I said, that's, that's the different thing. That's the... Um, that's, like, an in-ring, that's, like, like consent, basically. But, like... Mm, yeah. Like, you couldn't figure out that there's something slightly off there with, with him. Like, you can tell guys that there's a, there's a little off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's Viva's little off. There's little issue here. And can't tell me you didn't look at that and it was little little something there, a little off. So he's been released by TNA, who ironically his character was a cancel culture person, so <laughs> um and his his company has also been shut down. Yeah, his bar, his Outlaw Trash Wrestling Company has been shut down. Um, Isn't his company where the, um, what's her name, the tampon incident came from? It's possible. I think that was one of his shows. Which you can argue if that wasn't consensual, that was bad. But I, I'm, I'm guessing it was consensual. I'm a, my guess is it was consensual, or somebody would have been, you know, like paralyzed. Um, and then we have the Sammy Guevara situation, where in 2016 he made the dumbest comment in the history of dumb comments. Um, and like, uh no, telling a whole country to drink bleach would be the dumbest. This is just up there. No, falling for that is the dumbest. <laughs> um, well, at least like that sentence works somewhat. Be like, oh, you know, you have a bunch of infections. We'll drink disinfectant. You know, it makes sense. <laughs> but this, um, I'm gonna try to find the quote. Uh, pretty much, he Sammy Guevara was talking about when he was training, and he he really liked Sasha Banks instead. I want to rape her. Not have sex with her. Not do her. Not, you know, have relations with. Not, you know, get some of that. Not, um, not any of that. He went straight to rape. So um, here's my thing. This was on a podcast, right? It was. Okay. Now, this is where I take controversial stance. So if we're talking about a woman coming out and saying something, like, okay, or or a guy, you know, because that happens too. Okay, it makes sense to me that you would wait to say something because of things like trauma, mental and emotional issues, maybe physical issues, I don't know, but like... Like, waiting to come out and say it for, like, a person who, like, it's, like, it's their knowledge, or maybe they've told a friend, and the friend has, like, well, it's your story to tell, you need to go tell it. 
and they just keep it under lock and key waiting for their friend or their girlfriend or their or their sibling or whatever waiting for the victim to tell the story instead of somebody else telling it for the victim that i get this this is in 2016 why didn't you people care about it then it wasn't a thing and i think there was a little bit of something and plus it was on a podcast that nobody listens to It'd be like somebody talking on our podcast and and uh, something coming out, and then so someone's somebody so, finally. So if it's them. on a podcast that people didn't really listen to, then how'd they find it? Did somebody just Google Samuel Guevara, go for like hunt for everything that he ever did, and try and find something bad? Because that's what some of this feels like. I don't like, know. And you see this with NFL draft prospects sometimes. It's like seriously, like how, and you know, like how could these people find this stuff? But it's like, to a certain point, it's like, man, you know, this is, this is kind of ridiculous. And he, I think he's apologized for it before, so I don't know. Anyway. So if he's already apologized for it, then why punish now, you know? Because he probably wasn't punished then. I don't, it's, it's weird. Um, like I'm saying, I'm fine with I'm not defending Guevara. I am just I'm, saying I am fine with Sammy's punishment. As long as he's like if he gets fired for this then I'll then I'll raise hell, but for this it's fine. Um stupid comment. It's a comment that doesn't even make sense. Um why you just so he ended up apologizing and he talked to uh Sasha Banks and apologized. Yeah, he apologized and Sasha came out on Twitter and said that they talked. Yeah. Did she accept the apology? Is that what it was? I mean, the, like I said, these situations are tough because, you know... It was something to the effect of, yeah, it was really bad, but you came and talked to me about it. It's like, it's like, I apologize for something, and you acknowledge the apology, and you might as well, and you might accept the apology, but, of course, the punishment still needs to be yeah. done. So I think that's pretty much what it was, there and like she like apparently, apparently she let him have it too. Um, be, um, but uh, so Sammy, uh, I almost said Sammy Zane. Uh, Sammy Guevara talked to Sasha. Sasha, you know, talked to him, and why it wasn't okay and everything. And he is being suspended, and he'll get you know his sensitivity training. Um, and which honestly is something probably we all need because we don't know how to act. And I, I'm including well, me. Well, no, in. right now in society, we're in an oversensitive training. That's true, but there is some, there are some things that, you know, have been commonplace that wrong, but well, have yeah. since been common. We haven't thought about it, but now we're thinking more of, hmm, yeah. maybe we should have done that. And this includes me too. There's things that, that, I mean, like I said, I don't, I, the ways of the world I am ignorant of, and I wish to know more. Um, anyway, um, so, and he'll be suspended indefinitely. He'll, he'll be back, and like I said, hopefully he'll be back. Um, another person, I didn't write this down, but Keith Lee came out. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently he was Bill Cosby'd um, by somebody, and... Yeah, that came out much later in the week, like, almost when it was all died down, like... 
basically it seemed like every female wrestler had had their chance, and then Keith Lee came out and told his story. And there's there's been a few guys that have been coming out and saying things. Um, but yeah, that one was actually... I don't know, somewhat... So, I don't know. Um, but like, that's terrible. Um, and why... Um, you should never leave your drink unattended. Mm-hmm. At anything, and you know, some people say, "Oh, you're divinity." It's like, no, we know. Everybody knows, or apparently, everybody should know that rape and sexual assault is wrong, and you shouldn't do it. Everybody knows that it's against the law. Like saying, like, you know, uh, don't don't steal things. Don't murder somebody. Yeah. And the people that do that are bad people, or at least did a bad thing. As the the victims of those crimes, you need to be able to protect yourself from said crimes. Right. That's not that's not victim blaming. That's being smart. You do things to to make it so it's less likely to happen. Like you don't put your value, don't put your diamond earrings on the front of your vehicle on your dashboard. Um, you don't, um, you don't drink to access, to excess. And this has nothing to do with, like, things like you're wearing. I mean, this is just, like, don't, because most of this stuff happens because people are drunk. That's why I think it happens a lot in college, because college students are stupid. Um, but yeah, like I said, like, Hopefully, you know everything works out. Everybody gets the help they need, and 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 uh, of course we need to. I don't know what's the word. Do we congratulate, or do we just say way to go to the uh, to those who spoke out? End up seeing end up saying some of those stories that they've probably had been holding in for years. I don't know. I, I will. I will congratulate if it turns out to be true. But at the same time, I think if it turns out to be untrue, there should be same lash backwards the other way. Well, of course, and a lot of people have, and a lot of the women that have been speaking out is have been saying that if anybody's doing this for their own means, and I believe it was Kaylee Ray that said, "I'm going to look this up." Kaylee Ray, the uh, United Kingdom NXT UK Women's Champion. Um, had a very good thought um, the other day. Um, oh, here, this was five days ago. This just popped right up. Um, so proud of everyone speaking out, heart. This is going to change everything for the better. However, if you've lied and invalidated true victims' claims during any of this, you do not deserve to be among us. The truth is going to come out. And that's pretty much, you know, that should definitely be like the line of the whole speak out movement. Mm-hmm. Truth. So, um, like I said, and a lot of these, you know, like I said, some of these just, oh man, it's just so, it's so bad. Like, if, like, like with the Guevara deal. 
He apologized. He went and had a discussion. He yeah. says he shouldn't have done it. Yeah. And he's the, and he's the, been... the person involved says it's got no place, but he came and had a discussion with me. You know, here yeah. came the freaking like suspension. He'll go do you know, I don't know, maybe he'll go sit at home, maybe he'll go to training, who knows? Who knows? But um But he's he's he is he'll go do something. Yeah. But if if murder you know, if if somebody can get a job after theft, then I think you can keep your job after this, especially if it's like, yeah, words like that have no place. Well, Sammy isn't being fired. I know, no, but but wait a minute. That's what I'm saying here. Is it's not? I mean, yeah, it, that shouldn't have happened. But you know, he wouldn't go to prison for that. No. So, I think he should be allowed to keep his job, and I'm glad AEW did. Because if I feel like he's in WWE, they fire him because they're scared of the cancel culture. No, because like I said, everybody else still has a job. Well, actually, no, wait, he was being pushed by them, so maybe he wouldn't have been. I don't know. Jack Gallagher has been on TV recently, so... It's... So he's been on TV probably more often than some of the other people that have yet to be suspended or anything. Mm-hmm. So, like I say, if you're telling the truth, don't be afraid to speak out. And like I said, when with those speaking out, there's no need to say that. Believe them, but don't... Like I said, it's fair. Like, you know what I'm saying. Believe them, but don't yeah. necessarily take it at face value. Yes. Like, there's no you reason... You can believe them enough to treat it seriously, but also not automatically throw the other person in prison without anything. Because yeah. even a murder in broad daylight has a trial. Yeah. I that mean, is, that, that, that is... we'll take that. I mean, I hate... I mean, it's just the way... The, 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 the George Floyd thing. It's on video. Everybody sees it. Everybody knows it, and uh, it's obvious that it was, um, at the very least, negligence. Um, and at the most, a second or third degree murder. I don't remember where they stood on it. Is second? They, right? It was third, then they made it second. Yeah, because they were smart. They end up bringing it up, unlike the people in uh, Atlanta who went right to first degree murder. Who and that's not gonna that's not gonna work. Well, it's different rule, different laws. Yeah, the the, um, de- the degrees are different in different states. I learned that around that is it? case. Oh. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I I learned that one night that all that was going on. Apparently, a first degree murder in Illinois is not the same as first degree murder in Minnesota. Like they're different. So I thought it was hmm. interesting. Um, that just sounds confusing, but. Even though, like, it's obvious they still have to have a trial. And hopefully it is a fair trial and justice will be served. Um, as, and hopefully, like, you know, not necessarily like these, these, all these people that have been accused don't necessarily... Like, if they prove to be guilty, then they should be punished either however the law sees fit. I think statute of limitations probably have been against most of these. But um, 
it's pretty long. It's been pretty long. In some states and others. I don't know about the UK, though. But also because, like I said, this is a very hard crime to yeah. prove. And these are all he said, she said. There's not going to be a lot of evidence. Um, which is unfortunate, but... It's just one person's account versus another, and we're at a point in American society right now where whether whether it is good because it has actually happened or whether it is bad because it never did, and honestly, we will probably never find out in some cases, the word of the woman means more than the word of the man. And I really have no doubt that that these things were happening because you know you hear a bunch of stories about rock stars and stuff. I mean, it's I'm like, not I'm not saying I but, doubt every case. Like I'm just I'm just simply saying that I feel like you need to run as close to a fair trial as you can. Now, if you want to say like if you've got something in, in a contract that says if you're on trial, we can fire you. You know, like if you. If you're on trial for stealing something, whether you did it or not, we can fire you. It's probably a mean policy to have, but then you're dealing, yeah, but to just break a contract because of an accusation, I think, is cowardly on the part of the company because they did the, the accused wrong. Because remember, it's supposed to be that it's not the perpetrator and the victim. It's the accused and the accuser until... We actually have some kind of trial, some kind of, you know, investigation. Now, of course, like the Guevara situation, you can call him the person that told the joke and Sasha the person on the other end because that's clear and obvious evidence, right? I don't know. Just I'm just, that's just my view. Maybe I'm a piece of garbage. Oh, yeah, but there's other reasons. I'm not... I don't think I'm a, a trash bag. Maybe I'm a trash bag. Who knows? Maybe I'm a trash bag for trying to, to any degree, believe in the legal system here. But I don't know. Exactly. I don't. It's, I don't. It's very hard. Um, it, these are lose lose situations, pretty much. It's just yeah, it's really. Just, it's a terrible crime. Yeah, and just don't do it. Um, and of course, don't. Don't say um, if something happened. If you didn't. Um, here, I fear I finally found the uh, WWE statement about their zero tolerance policy for oh, domestic violence, child abuse, and sexual assault okay. amidst public. Uh, well, yeah, it says individuals are responsible for their own personal actions. WWE has zero tolerance for matters involving domestic violence, child abuse, and sexual assault. Upon arrest for such misconduct, a WWE talent will be immediately suspended. Upon conviction for such misconduct, a WWE talent will be immediately terminated. WWE's Did ability Gallagher to find... get arrested? This is the second clause. WWE's ability okay. to find, suspend, or terminate a WWE talent will not be, however, limited or compromised in any manner in the event incontrovertible evidence of such illegal misconduct is presented to WWE. So, like, he admitted it. So that's incontrovertible. Okay. In Incontrovertible that word evidence. So therefore he yeah. was fine. Okay. Okay. Um 
Well, I'll get to real quick to, like I said, it's a very hard, it's, it's just been a very dark time. It's, it's just very sad. Yeah. And very upsetting that people think this is okay. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not for horrible actions. I just, you know, want to, I just want to make sure that there's a possibility that if somebody isn't telling the truth, like, there was somebody who said it. Yeah. That um, they get found out, because that's that's incredibly wrong, too. Yeah. And it also is a disservice, because, you know, you know they say, like, the only 1% of, of rape uh, is proven to be false or whatever. It's like, that's 1% too much, and it completely devalues the other 98, 98, 99% that are true, or whatever. Right. Um, so, uh, the other dark wrestling news, um, the, uh, a bunch of, I think they said 12 WWE personnel have tested positive for the COVID. Yeah, that were at the PC. Yeah. Um, we have confirmation, uh, that Renee Young... Tested positive. She's back home now. Um, and John Moxley has tested negative. Oh, good. But you know that it's is not out of the woods yet. Um, QT Marshall, I think, was taking a test. Um, uh, Caleb Braxton apparently is suffering it for the second time. She got twice. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Um uh Alexa Bliss uh, posted a gif on on Twitter um uh, of what uh, getting the coronavirus uh test feels like and it's the from Batman Returns where um the penguin bites off the guy's nose. <laughs> and like that's about right. So uh who knows like I mean, as things have been opening up, things have been going up. Uh, like I said, uh, I wrote here that, first of all, there has to be some condemnation of how AEW and WWE has been running things because they could have been smart about this. They could have had three months' worth of stuff taped or whatever. Um, or just not been doing it at all. Um. There, I mean, of course, you could have done testing and stuff, more testing. Um, but, like I said, as far as the defense goes, they were doing what FDA required them to do. As far as, you know, you know, getting the temperatures taken and all that stuff. Um, so, uh, Kevin Owens was on the bump, and he said that when he told... WWE that he wasn't going to participate because some people had the coronavirus. They were like, yeah. That's fine. So, obviously, you know, it's true about them not being required to compete without punishment. Yeah. Um, people say, oh, Sami Zayn was punished. Like, no. He was he was a champion, so they needed to get the championship off of him, and I would, mm. I would bet everything that 
when Sami Zayn returns, he's going to be Intercontinental Champion, and there's going to be a ladder match of some sort. You disagree? I don't think he got punished because I kind of think he just had to drop the belt because they were wrestling. You know, they were still working even though he wasn't. So if you're a champ, I think you avoid your title. At the same time, I don't think he gets it back. I disagree he gets it back. I think they'll use it as a story. So I think it's going to wind up looking like a punishment, but it's really not. So, um, but again, it's just like it's just like what I've been seeing the last like three days with all the sports. None of it should be going on. None of it. And Yesterday, the U.S. had its highest number of cases in a single day, and we're you, you know this, this is how dumb America is on this issue. The the uh, National Women's Soccer League, the MLS, the NBA, all of this crap is getting headquartered in Florida. Florida opened their beaches and stuff a couple of weeks ago. They are the second worst state in the country right now for cases. And they're moving more stuff there. Like, if you, like, if you can think of a, of a dumber way to handle COVID-19 in the world than this country right now, I'd be sad to see it. Because this is a absolute joke. An absolute this, awful joke. And this leads me to my second uh, public service announcement. My first one of course was don't don't do don't sexually assault people and of course um, don't rape. Um, Without a bleeping mask? Yes. Wear a friggin' mask. I don't understand what the problem is. You seem to say like some people say, oh, uh, you know, there's some some idiots out there, and like, so there's idiots on all sides. Um, like, I've completely lost interest in the two party political system because nothing's so going to change. Everyone else, yeah. Um, and I don't know. There's, there's some people like say. Oh, the, the wearing a mask is the trick of the devil, or 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 so, you know you have some radical Christians that be like, he like I'm putting my trust in God. I don't need a mask. It's like well, and I said this when the virus started. Um, it says in the Bible, do not put the Lord your God to you the test, and not wearing a mask is putting the test. I mean these, we've been blessed with you know medical. Um, advances that have been, you know, that were results of, you know, of creation and everything. So it's not like, so there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing scientifically necessarily against God. So that's right there. That's just stupid for that. Um, and like I said, and this may be a little bit of a stereotype, but I feel like that the people that the, the the wrestlers that are less likely gonna get the coronavirus are gonna be the ones from Japan. So yeah, Oscar, Io, um, Kairi Sane, um, Shinsuke, 
Um, and, and maybe even some that have actually been to Japan a lot will probably be there. You know why? Because in Asia, they wear masks a lot. I actually posted something not too long ago on my Facebook page. Um, it was like a video on like why Japanese people wear masks. Um, you know, and, and a lot of people in Asia do. And uh, some of it is for you know pollution. Japan, not as much. But they wear them um, because there's a lot of people. Like they wear them on the sub or on the train. Um, they wear them during uh, allergy season to help them with allergies. Because of the pollen and everything. Because apparently the pollen is very bad in Japan. Um, for like a few months. Um, and also. They wear them if they're sick. Like. like They asked one of the girls. One of the girls on the video. It's like why are you wearing. Why do you wear a mask? Or why are you wearing a mask today? And she said. Because I have a little bit of a runny nose. A little bit of a runny nose. Like this is something that we would still go to work for. We, would, we wouldn't even bat an eye about. Yeah, she cares enough about other people where she has just a little bit of a runny nose and she's still wearing a mask. It's like... I mean, I know America likes to be different than everybody else, but... Well, that's what happens when your culture is based around the almighty dollar rather than the person. But we can use the almighty... Do you, you know how much money Japan makes from masks? I think it was like... It's probably over like 50 million a, a year or something. Probably more than that. Oh, clearly I'm enough for America. And, I mean, we already have, like, people already making masks and stuff. And WWE's been making masks and stuff. And, of course, their proceeds have been going to um, some charity. I don't remember which one. And I've gotten a couple of those. Um, this is like... Are they good? Yeah, they're decent. Hmm. Um, I don't but, know. Uh, Gary Bettman, Adam Silver, Rob Manfred, Roger Goodell, Vince McMahon, Tony Khan. Um, I don't know who the NWSL is. I don't know who the MLS is. If you are an American Sports League, uh, the France family, if you're an American Sports League and you're planning on having um, events in America this year with COVID the way it is right now, screw you. And if you're the France family or if you're the MLB and NFL, if you plan on still traveling and you plan on people having fans in attendance, I hope your league gets taken from you. F you, you scumbag. Yeah, I don't necessarily know that far, but as long as we're being smart about it, there's a way to have leagues without fans. Like, the fans should even be coming back yet. Nope. Um... But fans are back in NASCAR, and the MLB plans on having people in attendance. And they're going to let it vary from state to state. Guess what? Yeah. The idiotic states like Florida are going to let people come back. And just like, look what happened to WWE. When did these positive cases come out? When there were people around. Gee, I wonder why. Yeah, they should have kept the way they were doing it. And, like I said, and, and like, like I said, like, just wear a friggin' mask. I mean, I mean, I don't necessarily like wearing a mask. Like, it's sometimes, like, I have anxiety. It sometimes makes me feel like I can't breathe. But, you know, just, you know, 
I know it's yeah, easy Yeah, I me. mean, I have to pull the thing down and breathe for a sixteenth of a second because I'm not used to it, and my body doesn't like the recycled CO2. Yeah. But I wait until I'm in as open in an area as I you can. St- you stay off away from people. Right. Like, I, I, I wait until I'm in a super open area to just quick take a breath and get, in new, get new oxygen in my lungs, and then I throw it right back up. Not puking, like you know, put the mask on. It's just like I don't, I just don't understand how. I mean, like I can guarantee that we're going to be shut down again in August. Oh yeah, I do too. And that's going to be worse than if we would have stayed shut down beforehand, because then it's just going to be bad. I mean, just. I mean, I can go through the numbers if you want, but look at the Italians. The Italians started playing soccer last Saturday. Italy has like 300 new cases a day. Orange County in Florida, where a lot of this stuff is taking place in Orlando. More cases per day than the entirety of Italy. And the peak that Italy was going through when the hospitals nearly got overwhelmed and they were in such dire shape. The U.S. is looking at that and saying, hold my beer. And, like, look at a state like Illinois versus a state like Florida. The governor of Illinois, despite some of his citizens hating him because they're stupid, greedy idiots. You know. And also, Illinois is not the best state, and the government has always been terrible in Illinois. Which is, like I said, this is so surprising that Illinois has probably been the go-to state. Like, the blueprint of everything. And that's shocking to me. Yeah, because it's always so terrible, right? You know, it's usually we're usually the anti-blueprint, but this one we are the blueprint. Illinois is the best in the has been the best in the country at getting the cases to slow down, getting the positivity rate down. Because our governor for a month was the only state. I haven't seen this in a while. That's why I say, you know, I don't know if it is right now. Only state to follow the FDA guidelines, and we went further than them. Because our governor listened to the science and would rather have a small business lose some money than have its customers be dead and have its yeah. citizens be dead. Yeah, but, and uh, of course, I don't think any business should have to close because of this, you know, permanently, yeah. but... But if it does, it's unfortunate, but at least, but, you know, like, like, I, like I put this on Facebook, I put this several places. You know what's going to hurt Jimmy Blimmy's business a lot more? Having to shut down again after everybody gets sick? Oh, well, not even... I mean, yes, but no, not even that. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, you can say that Jim is going to hurt... Is going to have a small business hurt by shutting down? Sure. But the money is going to come back. That person's job that they lost is going to come back. You know what's really going to hurt that small business? When their customer is dead, or hurt the WWE, when their talent is dead. Because, you know who doesn't spend money or go to work? Dead people. But they vote. Bad joke. Um, It's true, but... (laughs) Yeah, but... Anyway, point is... You know who doesn't spend money or contribute to an economy? Dead people. Dead people? Bad. Dead people? Low income. 
Very low income for the dead. Uh, about no six income. feet under. <laughs> right. Six feet of no income. So, what would I rather have for my economy? A pause and people alive, or dead people? I'm going with the alive ones. Because then there's a chance for a recovery, not a permanent cap. But, because of how... <clears throat> because of the... I'm going to go ahead and say it, because of the cancer that is American politics right now, it's all about re-election season. Because here's the thing, Evan, and I legitimately believe this, by the way. If this wasn't election season, this would be handled differently. Oh, definitely. If this was not... If this was not people particularly of one party seeking re-election. Well, they're both, well, re-election is one party, but of course, they're, they're well, both Seeking both re-election, terrible. whatever it is, but like, if it's, if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for election re-seekers, re word? Well, what, um, what was that? Election re-seekers? Is that re-seekers? a word? Um, I don't it think if it wasn't for that, this would be handled differently. Yeah. And we'd be a lot better off, but, you know, people just go look at the Dow Jones, which is not a good representation of the actual economy. They just go look at the Dow and see that it's up and look at their 401ks that are invested in the Dow and see that it's up and just go, oh, well, he must, you know, this person must be great at their job. And, of course, it goes the other way, too, where it says if it's down, it's like, oh, this guy must be terrible at his job. Right. Like, it goes both ways. Like, they only look at the economy. Some people, and refuse to look at anything else, and unfortunately, those people vote. Alright, anyway, uh, I'm gonna pull the plug on this topic before I get yeah. any more pissed off. Yeah, alright, so, basically, wear a friggin' mask. And, and don't be a piece of crap. Social distance. What? Yeah. Don't be a piece of crap and wear a mask. Alright, um... We'll just go to a couple of us. Uh, Tyus O'Neill was, I think we already mentioned this, we was nominated by ESPN to the Muhammad Ali Award, right? Uh, let me check. It was basically an award for work in his community. Yeah. And rightfully so, and he definitely deserves it. I don't think he won, but he definitely would deserve it. Um, uh, Thunder Rosa is... Uh, Coming up with a brand new, le- uh, brand new company called Mission Pro Wrestling, where uh, every the refs, the the owners, the uh, commentators are all going to be women. Um, so that'll be interesting. Uh, Sarah Logan is uh, walking away from wrestling for a bit. I believe she was going to try out for MMA, and sad. Hopefully, she'll be back someday. And a WWE backstage, as it is. As it is now, as it is known now, is has been canceled. But there's still some things that Wait, um, the WWE backstage, as it was known, has been canceled. Nice. So um, they might. How long does that make it? Um, like eight months, but you know, coronavirus. Okay. Um, uh, they might still do things digitally. 
We'll see. Yeah, I think um, the TV should be going up during Corona because there are more people watching. There's also it also was a terrible time slot. It was at eleven on a Tuesday. Well, yeah. They also gave it like the worst time slot they could. Yeah. Um. And. Uh, stardom has returned. Um, and a very interesting concept, actually. So, Stardom announced that there was five. It was going to be five matches or whatever, and nobody was going to know who was competing. So, like I say, they didn't. They so they said the superstars wouldn't know if they were competing until their mu- music hit. So that was kind of a cool thing. Um, Jungle Kiona. Uh, who is a tag team partner, good friends with uh, Hannah Kimura, who um, was end up being the uh, the uh, the one that end up finding her, I guess, um, after she killed herself, uh, decided to sit out. Uh, she, I have two things. I have one: what she says, what she said at the show, and what she posted on Twitter. And you know how terrible Twitter is with their translation, which is why it's important. Here's my third PSA to learn a foreign language. Um, she, she said, and this is translated, I wanted to <clears throat> play a game, but it was still impossible. Sorry for being weak, but I'll definitely be back. There are things I can only do. I want you to believe me and wait until the day you stand in the ring with a heart and determination that is many times stronger. Um, and this is what she said actually at the show I was planning to participate today but I'm still not able to organize my feelings I hate missing out but I'm not going to be able to fight I have many thoughts but I want to convey them when I make my return to the ring so yeah she's still having trouble and you know it's understandable um, So, but she'll be back when she's ready but anyway Stardom's back so that's good sorry about the quick run through of these things but now let's <laughs> Uh, t- we'll talk at least about part four of the Undertaker last night. We might do part five later. Oh well, we can talk about them both. I mean, okay. I don't have too much to go through. I watched them both a couple of nights ago. Um, look, can, can you hear the clapping? Yep. It might be the best documentary series I've ever I've ever watched. That was especially. Four and five was awesome. The way four started again, I was like somewhere between cringing and crying because he kept talking about what a disaster it was and how excited he was to work with Bill Goldberg and how it was gonna be redemption. And I'm like, no. Um. And then episode five, he works with AJ Styles, and they plan to have a real match, and then they have that trash. And he, I was, you know, The Undertaker liked it, but I'm okay with disagreeing with it. I think it was garbage. Almost everybody else liked it. I'm going to have my opinion. Now, will I concede and say as, like, their action movie type of stuff? Was it one of their better action movie bits? Yeah. But... I... I'm gonna exercise my right to hate it. You use that. You use that right a lot. Yeah. I'm good at that. It's one of the things I'm good at. 
Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that, you know, it's just, I, I am, I am of the, of the, uh, belief that it's not very good and it wasn't very good and that it was stupid, quite frankly. But, same time, at the end of the day, I'm glad that he liked it. I really am. I'm glad that he liked it. I'm glad that AJ liked it. And it's just weird because I do also wish that he... I don't want him to come back. I do not personally as a fan want The Undertaker to come back. No more than I want Michael Jordan to come back to basketball at this point. But at the same time, I do wish he and AJ could work an actual wrestling match. And I would say if SummerSlam is still shown with no fans, um, which at this point is very likely, um, do, um, do what they did with Randy Orton uh, Edge. Have them do the match, go on through, and then you know, and like I know, I know and edit it accordingly or whatever. I thought it was really damn funny when Taker's like, "Well, you know, if he if he needs me, I guess you know, break glass in case of Undertaker." That's <laughs> oh, kind of true. But like in episode four, I messaged you some things when I was watching them. Yeah, you said you were you hated Vince for some reason. I'm getting. I, I was getting a hate for Vince to start to creep in. Why? Because, Which is surprising well, because this whole the whole documentary series is showing like the better side of Vince. Well, but wait a minute. But wait a minute. Is that true though? Because let's think about this for a second, okay? So how have they been built? How have they been showing? I'm not saying it's like not true, but I'm saying like from the documentary, how have they shown the relationship between Vince and Taker? Really good. Like like they're brothers? they're awesome friends. They stuck together through war. Who seems to be the one getting Taker back every time? Vince, but because like if he's such a good friend and he knows how broken down he is and Vince can watch these matches that don't go well then why and maybe he doesn't know but if he knows the turmoil that he's going through like when they say they go talk about it then why does Vince keep bringing him back um like, yeah, he's a businessman and all that, but I don't know. Like, there's a, like... And keep <sighs> in mind, he also suggested, like, for that match uh, against John Cena, she said, hey, do you want to do WrestleMania? It's like, we'll see. And then Undertaker gave his answer. And then it ended up happening. Like, um... And like I said, a lot of these... Like, a lot of some of the later matches, like, it was, like, Triple H in them. Like, it wasn't necessarily, like, Vince was like, 
all right, you're going to do this. I'm not taking no for an answer. It was like, you had options. I guess, I, I don't know. It's just, I have, mm, just, there were some things the way Vince did it that it just felt like he was using his silver tongue and taking advantage of him. I don't know. I feel like there's a little bit of the taking advantage of the loyalty in some occasions here. Um, I was, uh, throughout this, I was so surprised at how highly regarded Taker held that, that Saudi, those Saudi shows. That might have been scripted, but I was so surprised. Because as big a patriot as he is, by the way, Nine Line is a charity for yeah. wounded soldiers. Mm-hmm. I saw that shirt so much and was trying and wondered what the hell it was so much I looked it up. I think I figured out what he's been wearing around his neck also. It's a knife, isn't it? I think so. I think it's like a hunting knife or maybe a knife for protection. Who knows? Yeah. Um. Yeah, but other than that, I mean... Michelle McCool is not, like, my favorite diva ever. Like, my favorite from that era. And, like, I don't know. There's been very few docs that have made me like a person I otherwise did, but to more of an extent. Like, I, I mean, like, I wasn't, I wasn't an up-and-down fan of Michelle McCool, but I thought she was really good. Yeah, I was always a fan. But I was never like, you know, yeah, put Michelle in the Hall of Fame, she's Hulk Hogan. But, oh, she should go in the Hall of Fame, but, like, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, I was never her biggest fan. Like, no, I was never, she's my favorite wrestler ever. But now she's one of my favorites. She's got to be one of my favorite, like, people-wise now, I think. Yeah. Um... Like, the stuff with her working with Taker at the very end is freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Like, where they're locking up and they're working and she shoots him off and he comes back. Like, that was really cool. Yeah. And she's also another one that is, you know, cases. You know, the thing about wrestling is you never really retire yeah. unless you get really old. You know, there's you always, always bring gear, you always stay ready. There's always, uh, in case of emergency. Um, oh, but- that, that was so cool. After, when they were, uh, um, was it at the creek, or were they, like, in their backyard with their daughter? I think it was just some hunting place. Some, and, some It was probably on their property. And Michelle was holding holding her and in, in Mark's kid, and she was like, who did you want to win, AJ or Daddy? And she's like, AJ. <laughs> Which is so funny, because uh, with the Cena match, was it her favorite wrestler, Cena? And Probably. not Taker. She was rooting for Cena, apparently. I remember that from, like, two? Three? Um, but yeah, that that was awesome. I loved that. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not somebody who's for that stuff. That was cool. So. Um, it, was a, it was a nice bit of storytelling. Yeah, real-life storytelling. Um, yeah, so... And four, I liked. What is it? like? I there was things I didn't like. I didn't know that Extreme Rules was already planned. 
Yeah, I didn't know that either. I assumed Extreme Rules was because of how bad the uh, Crown Jewel match went. Yeah. Um, but apparently that was already booked, and Undertaker was almost not going to do the show or whatever. Um, I also, they, they, you need to watch these. They, they, for each of the five episodes, there's, uh, I think the first four on YouTube. I'm not sure if the AJ one made it to YouTube yet or not. No, the a, are you talking about the the uh, post postmortem? They're not calling them watch-alongs. They're postmortem. Postmortem. There you go. Yeah. Have you watched any of those? Mm-mm. I was yeah, gonna but, watch the AJ one, but it's too late. I yeah. Want to go to bed when I watch them. Um, yeah. So th- those were those are good. Um, Shane actually said that um, he wanted so much for Undertaker to get into this match that he was prepared to. Potato him <laughs> to get him mad to get him into it. Uh-huh. Uh, luckily, that didn't need to happen. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I also liked, you know, him, you know, hanging out for WrestleMania. Um, they went, they went to Access and they were taking his daughter around and oh yeah, that was, that um, was showing show. showing Michelle's belt, like. Like, like that's what I was saying. Like, she may like, not necessarily like the Undertaker as a wrestler, or whatever, because you know, as a joke or whatever. But she loves her mom, and that's great. Um, uh, I'm a little upset that, or disappointed that they didn't have Undertaker's thoughts on the main event. You know, because I would really like to hear his thoughts on like Becky Lynch and them. But you know, you can't do everything. Yeah, it was about him. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was, it was really good, and then had five where we find out that, uh, Undertaker and Michelle McCool were actually friends, mutual friends with some of AJ's friends. No. And, like, that's how they all knew each other. Michelle not knowing about AJ's promo was great. Mm Mm-hmm. It did its job. Yep. Um, uh, uh, I also didn't know about how the day before they end up taping the match, uh, Undertaker found out his brother died. I knew that. I remember reading that. Mm. Yeah, that was really good. Um, I think I look forward to when The Undertaker writes, you know, the book that every wrestler writes. Yeah. Guaranteed New York Times bestseller. If the, if you can put stock in books and, you know, and whether or not they would be on the New York Times bestseller or not, I would put almost all my money on that book. <laughs> Because there's because just the history and stuff and just like just I mean McFoley's books have been on New York Times bestseller. Undertaker is the type of person I think that book would be really popular. And there's still so much more I want to know that they didn't cover. The early career stuff with him, like with the coffin stuff, mm-hmm. with him and Bear and Bruce, that was mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. 
the printed <laughs> stuff is really neat. Yeah. So let's move on to some WWE stuff. Try not to spend too much time. Yeah. But we'll spend enough. I only have a couple notes written down here for SmackDown. Um, I did not. I caught the very the tail end of the Matt Riddle match. I will say I do not like his his character. The jury's out on his personal life or whatever. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, though he does seem like he has some problems. Besides that, but he is good in the ring. I'll give him that. Um. And so, did you? So you did you watch this match? The uh, uh, which which match? The first one, Matt Riddle versus AJ. No, I did watch them a SmackDown, but it wasn't until later. So I come in. I I came in late because I was in the bathroom, and. They were already doing the match, and I was like, oh, it's a Lumberjack match, okay. But then, they got out of the ring, and nobody was being attacked. So I'm like, okay, I guess it's not a Lumberjack match. So, apparently they were just watching. So, uh, it looked like, from the from what I saw, it was a really good match. It was um, just extra fans. <laughs> well, I think they were there for the uh, celeb for the coronation or whatever. Uh, I don't remember what the saga was for WWE Criminal Minds with uh, Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. Jeff Hardy had an interview, and I don't remember what he said, but apparently he was out of it. And Sheamus said he's going to offer a toast. On this week's SmackDown. This next week's SmackDown. By the way, uh, AJ's putting his title on the line against uh, Gulak. On Friday. Yep, that's on SmackDown this week. Um, decent Miz TV uh, with Mandy Rose. Uh, Sonya Deville came out and she was speaking truth. About how she's... How she's better than Mandy. And she's, she doesn't know why she gets more opportunities than her or whatever. Um, and then they had a really good brawl. Like, this was a really decent brawl. Like, it looked real. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, Bray Wyatt returned as the... As closest... Bray. Yeah. <clears throat> so it looks like we're doing a three faces of Wyatt thing, which I'm totally down with. So he can be both Mr. Rogers Mr. <laughs> or Mr. Wyatt. Mr. Actually. Rogers, the fiend, and the cult leader. Yeah. Um, I'm totally okay with that. I think that's a great idea, actually. Um, that was... I, I actually didn't realize SmackDown ended. Like, the last thing happened was, you know, like the old thing, you know, with the cultist Bray Wyatt where they had just showed the black and white stuff come up. And I didn't realize it was nine o'clock. Because mm-hmm. then the news started. I'm like, wait a minute, what happened? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I watched. Yeah. That was part of it. I watched live. And that's what I thought, too, was. The, the Bray Wyatt thing ended. 
And I came I kept waiting for them to come back from break. Like I thought it was, you know how they do like the news preview things during shows sometimes? Yeah. I kept waiting for them to come back from break. And at about 9.05, I figured out, wait a minute. They're not coming back from break. Like, it, it took me a good five minutes to figure out they weren't coming back from break. And that was actually, you know, the news. I was like, oh. That ended, you know. They usually end fairly cold. As far as, like, actual, like, TV production terms. That was a frigid cold end. That was a very cold end to that show last week. Yeah. Um. So moving on to Raw, it was on paper really good, decent show. I'm not sure if it ended up. I mean, from what I've heard, it did not hold up to the hype. But it was Championship Monday, where there was like four titles on the line. Yep. Uh, the show opened up with Nia Jax in the ring. And, uh, of course, R-Truth came into the ring because he has a match with Akira Tozawa. And big uh, ninja. And uh, I don't remember. I think think there was some mention about his wanting to get revenge because of what happened to him at a couple Royal Rumbles ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Unless... You're Akira Tozawa. Everyone knows he's a master disguise, a master deception. Um, and then uh, later Charlotte comes out and, you know, Nia Jax said that you only get in these opportunities because Ric Flair is your dad. And I'm like, and you're here because you're the Rock's cousin, but that's beside the point. <laughs> and and let's do. be fair, like maybe at the start, like let's, Charlotte is bigger than her dad now. As far as in-ring talent goes. Oh, I'm not going that far. Everybody knows Charlotte Flair has been, is more athletic than Ric Flair ever was. Okay, yes, athletic, yes. Um, that, I mean, when does it come to the point where it's not... I feel like it's already gotten to this point, but when do you feel like it's the point where it's no longer Ric Flair's daughter, it's Charlotte Flair's father? Never. Why? No, I don't... I don't think there'll ever be a case where Charlotte will outdraw or outshine Rick. Like, in in Primes. That's just... It's not physically possible. Um, Like, Austin and The Rock, you couldn't even put there. Um... But as far as, like, at what point does Charlotte become her own person? Like, oh, yeah, hey, isn't that Rick's kid, that Charlotte? Not, oh, hey, that Charlotte is that Rick guy's kid. Like, like everybody knows that Tim Hardaway Jr. is Penny Hardaway's kid. But, or Tim Hardaway, or sorry, Tim Hardaway Sr. is Tim Hardaway Jr.'s dad. I did that wrong. Um, I think Penny's kid is in college now. Um, or like, 
Sharif O'Neal in basketball right now is known as Shaq's son. But Sharif is about to go to college. But, like, eventually they will get to a point where they are their own people. Like, Bronny James, LeBron's son, is kind of known as LeBron's kid right now. Mm-hmm. But there'll be a day in basketball where he's his own person and he stands on his own two feet. Yeah. I think Charlotte is already at the point where you can go, oh, hey, that Charlotte Flair. People know who her dad is, but it's not necessarily that's her legacy of who her... who Her dad is not her legacy. I think she's built her own, and... I would say we've been past that point for like a year, year and a half. Yeah, I think we've gotten past the point where her opportunities aren't because she's a right. player's kid, it's because have she's gotten... good at what she does. Actually, we, maybe NXT was clear of that point, but I think we are In long... all fairness, NXT tried very hard to separate the two, but then as soon as she got on the roster, they, they, they made it known that... Because it would be moronic not to. It would be well, idiotic yeah. not to bring it up. I think when she kicked Ric Flair to the curb that one time, I think that was the start. Was I, um, yeah. Um, Charlotte Flair uh, is going to be out for a bit. It's been conflicting reports that she needs surgery of some sort. Um, I'm guessing it has to do with her shoulder because she had genetic tape on it. They said she got hurt during the brawl with Nia Jax, but I didn't see anything that looked like they were just didn't see anything that looked like an injury took place. Yeah. Um. Uh, Charlotte ended up losing clean to Oscar for once. Yeah. First was it first time? Uh, clean probably. Um. Even though, you know, oh, she was hurt or whatever. Um, and then after the match, she got taken out by Nia Jax to injure an arm. So that's why she's gone. But I don't know. There's been a lot of conflicting reports. Apparently, Charlotte said she was only going to be gone a few weeks. Other people say that she's doesn't have to, is, we're hoping for her to be back by SummerSlam, but it doesn't look like it is that she could at the yeah. earliest be back by Survivor Series, but probably hold off to Royal Rumble. At the Survivors series, we don't even necessarily know what the surgery is. Mm-hmm. Um, they said it was elective surgery, so I don't know. Maybe I don't know. For sure, what you mean, right? Yeah. Well, D trips. I wonder what uh, I wonder what sense her booking makes now. You know what I'm referencing or no? Yeah. Well, he, in all fairness, he did say, you know, months. <laughs> you know, we'll see how it looks. Months down months the line, her booking will make sense. Her history. Yeah. <laughs> and, there, there, and there's a lot of things. I mean, WWE is forever type thing. Like, you know, that's how we got the Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton stuff, you know, from 2009 makes sense in 2019. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know what her uh, injury is or if it is an injury or if it's more cosmetic, but, you know. Are you going to do? 
that wasn't a that wasn't a a knock on it. <laughs> or if it's more cosmetic, we don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Cosmetic is possible. She's had Job to get, joke. She's had to get uh She's had, you know, to get replaced before because of rupture. Yeah. I know Alexa Bliss said that she had to get hers replaced because you know you have to get it after her so many times. Um, I looked it up. I think it's ten years. Wait, Alexa's are fake too? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, hers like she like hers was actually recommended by her doctors and psychiatrists uh, whenever she was having problems, you know, with her with her uh, eating disability because they said because they said and this was when she was like young, uh, like probably like just right before turning eighteen or whatever. So apparently, like a pediatrician suggested this too that um, there's evidence scientifically that if you feel better about yourself, you know, you'll do better. So she got implants to feel better about herself it's you know fine um and then she had to did you just say a pediatrician suggested a boob job i think so that is the weirdest sentence i've ever heard um but like i said it's possible like based on everything that charlotte does that she could have had uh, another rupture or something, but then again, if this is a few months, it doesn't take that long to recover from any type of cosmetic surgery, so I don't yeah. know. So we'll see. Um, uh, also, the trade is complete for AJ. Uh, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler are moving to Raw. Like yeah, that kicking piece, that that player to be named later, that kicking piece, Bobby freaking Rude. You know that that former NXT champion and guy who saved TNA main roster kicking. Like man, um, you forgot? Did you mention the women's tag team titles match yet? Uh, I forgot, and I never even saw that. I, I assume that... Oh, I forgot to... Well, I guess Sasha Banks ended up facing Asuka for the championship at Extreme Rules, but they beat the Iconics, I assume. Yes. They are continuing on with, uh, with Natalia and Lana. Yep. Being the bitchiest couple in the WWE. Um, and, uh, we now have Angel Garza, or not Angel Garza, um, Frick. Humberto Carrillo and Alistair to join the side of Ray and Dominic in that Ray versus Seth thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else. Um... I think that's all that's interesting until we go to NXT. Yeah. Okay, on NXT, Robert Stone still trying to get Rhea Ripley to join as one well, of we Robert Stone's that part clients. Of yeah, and then, you know, wrestling things. Okay. Um, and then shenanigans ensued. So the next week, Stone and Aaliyah versus Ripley. Uh, Roddy Strong. 
went back to therapy. Evan, did you watch this on YouTube yet? No, I tried to. I couldn't find it. Oh, it was hilarious. Um, so, uh, Roddy Strong goes back to therapy. Um, the oh, therapist is Kyle O'Reilly. He's like, you know what, this week, I'm ready to get in the trunk. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I can do this. I'm not afraid. Last week, I felt that cold chill, his cold stare, looking at me. I'm ready to get in the trunk. Let's get in the trunk. And then uh, O'Reilly takes off the fake hair. And he's like, it's me, Roddy. I'm helping you, buddy. And Roddy's like, oh, I didn't know that was you. That was great acting. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Roderick gets in the trunk like, I'm in the trunk. And then Adam Cole shuts the lid and then they're all celebrating. And I'm thinking, please drive off. Please drive off. Please drive off. Please drive off. And then they go, driver, pop the trunk. I'm like, come on, come on. And then, ah, damn it. They actually pop the trunk. I was so hoping that was Dexter Loomis in the front of that car. Um, this was so damn funny. But I like right when they shut the lid, I'm like, "Come on, drive away, drive away!" And then they're like, "Driver, pop the trunk!" I'm like, "Please show Dexter Loomis sitting in the front seat." But then it opens, and I'm like, <laughs> "Damn it, they missed trunk. it! They missed an opportunity here." But they got another one because Adam Cole goes, yeah, you conquered your fear of the truck, and now you're going to conquer Dexter Lewis in a match tonight. Roderick Strong's like, wait, what? I didn't agree to this. <laughs> I feel bad because of the one, pay one point. It's awful to make that guy feel like a coward because he, God damn it, he's so good. But at least they're doing a good job with it. Yeah. And then Strong has Dexter Loomis just stare at him and runs the hell away. Um, also, whose car is that? Who knows? Have the cops not been called yet? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, like, they're shooting this. It doesn't look like a green screen. Like, it looks like a residential area. I'm just imagining me walking back from class and just looking and seeing that going on. And I'm trying to decide would I laugh or call the police. Well, if it was at Western, we would be like, we wouldn't say anything and be like, okay, we have news now. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Quick, get take, the camera! T take a picture, take video. Vertical, by the way. Important. No, horizontal, dingus. Oh uh, yeah, horizontal right. The sideways. Idiot. I I I get, got my rights and lefts mixed up again. So a vertical leap is is a leap to the right. I'm tired and it's really hot in this where I'm at. So. Oh. It's getting hot in here. Uh. Also, from NXT this week, besides Roderick Strong's therapy. And uh, uh, Keith Lee, Balor, and Gargano had a really good triple threat. Keith Lee wins. So he will challenge Adam Cole with both titles in the line. Yep. Uh, well, th there was a, a lot of Robert Stone and Leah thing going on here. Yeah. It was, it was a rather limited card. 
Um, oh, uh, Kevin Zaro and Caden Carter faced Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez again. Yes, they ran that back. Lost again, and like I said again, if you're gonna have an underdog, the underdog has to win at least once. Oh, the third time's sure. Uh, next Cassie week, Zaro is so good to be losing all the time. Next week, number one contenders match: Yim Knox, Larey Kai. Who wins? I say Candace. I say Dakota Kai. Saving the Candace thing for later. I think Dakota and Tegan take each other out. It's either Candace or Mia. I think Mia and Kansas take each other out. And it's not a Tegan and Dakota? Yeah. Also, do you know what next Wednesday on TNT is? Fighter Fest. Yeah. You know what next week on USA is? The Great American Bash. Yeah! The Great American Bash is coming to NXT! We did such a good job of promoting this, we told you the week before! Um... Nice job, WWE. It's pretty much just a formality. I mean, to be fair, like, they they had the Great American Bash Smackdown version a couple years ago, and they probably only did a, a week in advance. Like, these are, yay! These are all the, all the incredible matches, all the title defense, all the regular week of TV. Yeah, nice try, but I don't think you're getting AEW on that one, guys. Oops. Oh well. Um, I don't understand why people say, "Oh, that's petty." Oh, they're desperate. Like, no, that's business. No, that's competition. It's they're just bad at it. It's business. It's competition. It's just not good at it. And in all fairness, some of the matches that were made could be worthy of that, and they just put a label on it. Uh, do you think a great American Bash would have Aaliyah versus uh, or uh, Aaliyah and Robert Stone versus Rhea Ripley? <laughs> For some of the matches I've seen at Great American Bashes, probably. <laughs> I almost said Aaliyah and Rhea Ripley against Robert Stone. Now that would be a problem for him. Is he an actual wrestler? Or is he just a manager? Uh, who is it, Robert Stone? Yeah. He's a novelist. He's a what? (laughs) I said he's a novelist. (laughs) Uh, There's a there's a novelist called Robert. There's a novelist named Robert Stone. Oh really? Yeah. This is Robbie E. What? Robert Stone is Robbie E. From TNA. Uh huh. What? No way! Mm-hmm. Hang on one second. 
No, you, you don't believe idiot. Me? I wanted to turn on the sound, not skip. Oh my god. Hang on, let me listen to his voice. Holy, it is. Mm. I never. Uh, oh, this might be a problem for Rhea Ripley. Or at least it should be. If people know his previous work. Because he's well, not a complete. He's not a disaster. Well, you know, and it's all a matter of character. If he's supposed yeah. to be a bumbling fool. Yeah, he'll be a bumbling fool. Okay, well, he'll be able to bump around at least. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess not a problem, but that should be that should be good. He should be able to bump real well because he's a he was um X division champion. I'm pretty sure at least at some point when I was watching, he was always in those matches. He'll be able to. He can at least bump. He, he's a former two-time tag team champion and one-time television champion and X division champion. X Division once. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. He and Robbie T. He also won the Turkey Bowl twice, which I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not. I don't know how that is. Um, and uh, TNA World Cup once. He just did Matt Riddle's gimmick better than him, that's all. Hmm? Did he act um, like uh, he's high on everything? Yes. Huh? He was like a DJ. Or no, wait, that was Zima Ion that was the DJ. Robbie E is supposed to be a Jersey Shore parody. I can see it. Like, his character was supposed to be a Jersey Shore parody. Like Riddle. You know where he's... Riddle's like, not supposed to be a Jersey Shore No, player. no, no. Like, Riddle is supposed to be a surfer, bro. Like, it's a coast... It's a coastal beach parody thing. And I think Robbie E did it better. Then Robbie E did the parody better than Riddle did. Or does. Although it's early. He also the uh, he also had better theme music too. He didn't have a uh, somebody who was high on meth going. No, oh, you don't like you don't like the you don't like the music that makes you feel like you're tripping balls. No, I don't like the constipation. No, I don't. I I don't like Matt Riddle constipated saying bro while he's relieving his constipation. This, what's funny is that is actually a very good description of that song. And then the trippy snake charmer music that comes after. It's like, why does your theme music sounding like you're hiding a fart? Why? I think about it. Like, for Riddle, I mean. 
as crude as it is, it's right, isn't it? I, I guess. I mean, I think they're going for a, hey, this guy smokes weed, not... Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Hey, this guy violates our wellness policy! More than someone, apparently. No. Bro, this guy violates our wellness policy. Like, uh... I don't know. Anyway. Anything else? Maybe that seems... I think that's all I have. Uh, sorry, we went a little long, but we had th we had comments that we needed, to, or we had topics that we needed to address for the good of everybody. Yep, for the good of the people. Mm -hmm. By the people, for the people, with the people. And to infinity and beyond. Alright. Anyway, that'll do it for this week's edition of the No Marks Allowed podcast. If you want to listen to this or any of the other editions of the No Marks Allowed podcast, you can listen to it on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and tune in. I am Michael Dye, and you can find me, that's right, me, uh, at thecountryherald.com, where I do sports article writing things. You can also find me on the Sports Fixins podcast. A new episode will be going up very, very soon. So, one final time for Evan Williamson. I am Michael Dion. Everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, have a good morning. Or, have a good morning? Yes, have a good morning. My God, I, I forgot my own bit. Have a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and a good night. Bye-bye, everybody.